Welcome to the midweek Mission Ridge podcast known as Footnotes. Footnotes is here to give you some of the stuff that we didn't have time to cover in the sermon and encourage you to dig in deeper as you study the text. So let's dive in and check out what's in the footnotes. Welcome to another episode of Footnotes. Glad to have you joining us this week on the podcast. Jennifer Bartlett. Hi, guys. Robbie Croyle. Hello. And Logan. So, uh, diving right in here, couldn't think of any great shortcomings, so there are none, obviously. Man. Yeah, but we can't think of it. It didn't happen. (laughs) If it did happen, you could email us at info at missionridge.church. Or don't. We don't need to know. We could just pretend that we had a perfect game. Yeah. Mm. Ignorance is bliss. (laughs) (coughs) So you're saying there's a chance. No. No, not really. We just don't know what it was. <laughs> it's there. There was something that was roughly right. We just don't know. We just don't know about it. It was so so roughly right that it was, you know, beyond our purview. There's a word. All right. Mm. Nevertheless. Oh, brother. <laughs> let's dive into some footnotey goodness. Hopefully you're not eating because I'm going to keep saying that. Nevertheless. Uh, cultural pl- problems with wives. That's what I wrote on the board. I realize that sounds really funny now. <laughs> <laughs> cultural problems with wives. Uh, this is something that, Rob, you mentioned we would talk about. Uh, the, the Some of the things that maybe don't translate over into our 21st century America cultural uh, purview. I think I, I think I managed to use that word again. Wow. Wow. Uh, our, our, it doesn't fall in our scope. It's not our cultural norm. The, it breaks the tropes that we are used to. Yeah. Uh, yeah something like that. that. All of that. I don't, I don't know. Just going for it. Maybe. <laughs> I think mores, is that another? That's another sociological term that I remember from college, maybe. Like cultural mores. Is that like your morals as a culture, I think? Maybe. I think so, yeah. You can look that up. Could throw that one in there too. I think you sound really yeah. smart. As I question whether I know what the word means, maybe uh, ish. Yeah, smart ish. <laughs> you hide your smart well. I keep it. You know, it's it's really. I don't want to. I don't want to. You know, just bear that out for everybody to see. <laughs> Be embarrassing for everyone. You're so humble. I am. Really, am <laughs> the most. <laughs> the most humble. So it felt it felt a little strange to you know praise Esau for going and marrying his cousin, going and marrying not only his cousin but also the third wife. Valid point. We are not in Kentucky. Oh, got him! <laughs> oh my god! Jen did not see that one coming, apparently. <laughs> I didn't. I'm just tired enough that, like... Oh, man. I this, needed coffee before this recording this. This could be a long footnotes. This mm. could be a long footnotes for you, Jen. <clears throat> okay. So I did some research on uh, polygamy within uh, Judaism. All right. All right. And uh, actually, within the last few hundred years, polygamy, up until the last few hundred years, uh, polygamy was relatively well accepted within even Judaism. Okay. 
and there's a number of stories where, um, you know, well, the first the first person to marry multiple wives was Lamech. Yep. Um, he is the son of Cain, and he is the one who will perfected be perfected the line of Cain. Yes. 70 times 7. Yes. <laughs> I killed a man for... Was it offending me? And then, yeah, basically, yeah. I, I killed a young man for looking at me the wrong way, essentially. Yeah. So uh, he takes he takes two <laughs> wives. Um, some today I would say that um, Lamech is the perfect <laughs> example. Like, he he's of the line of Cain, and so... Um, He's the reason why you wouldn't want to take multiple wives. You know, fine, upstanding sort of person to model your life after. Right. No, no, they're saying because of Lamech. Yeah. Like, you, you avoid that. So, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was Adam being sarcastic had, there. Adam had one wife. Um, even, like, they, they look at Abraham, and, and he had one wife until his wife talked him into it. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> With Hagar. And things got messy. Things got messy. There was problems uh, in the story because of that. Isaac takes one wife. Jacob takes one wife, but he's fooled into taking the wrong wife, and so we'll get there. We'll get to that he story. He ends up with two because he got hoodwinked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the story gets messy. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right, all right, all right. And then there's a couple passages, uh, Exodus 21, if a man takes to himself another woman... He may not reduce her food, her clothing, or her conjugal rights, i.e., the the first woman. So, a man marries mm-hmm. a woman, and then he marries a second woman. He cannot reduce the food, the clothing, the conjugal rights of the first wife. You have to be able to take care of both of them equally. Yep. Uh, Deuteronomy seventeen tells seems like, us. Uh, seems like a, a lot of work. Not speaking from experience here, obviously, but uh, it just seems like biting off more than you should chew. <laughs> That's all I saying. was thinking the same thing. That's all thing. I got to say. That's all I got to say on that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's not just food. There's clothing and conjugal rights, too. But it's not just chewing. Nope. Yep. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Moving right along. Jen looks like she's about to die. I can't do this today, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Oh, that's 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 unfortunate. So uh, Deuteronomy 17 states that a king shall not have too many wives. Which <laughs> so Solomon messed that up. <laughs> well, I don't know. Too many. That's a that's a lot of gray area. <laughs> I don't know. A couple thousand might be all right. What, 700 wives? 700 wives, wives, yeah. 300 concubines or something? Something like that. Yeah, and actually, David, same problem. Now, you can't tell me. You can't tell me. Because if we go back to that, was it Deuteronomy passage? So all of the, he's the king, right? So none of those were wanting for food. But you can't tell me that he's taking care of the conjugal rights (laughs) of 700 wives. (laughs) I don't believe it. No. It's fake news. That's probably true. Fake news. (laughs) Inquire. (laughs) I would argue that he was a sex addict. 
or that would probably have... would make sense at that so... point. But still, fake news. <laughs> well, and it's my understanding that the rabbis will say that for both David and Solomon, this was problematic. Yo, yes. Mm-hmm. This yeah, was, this, this is looking was... a lot like Egypt. Um, and there's another passage, and I I don't have it in front of me, but uh, it says if you, or actually I think there's two separate passages that deal with, uh, really the uh, both. <coughs> well, dealing with Jacob and what will take place. So we'll we'll cover that later, but it, it has to do with uh, the Bahor and and how you handle that situation between mm. the. A wife that's loved and a wife that's not loved, and yeah, there's there's a couple passages that we could probably talk about when we get there. All right, all right. And so, um, it is not, you know, from a from a Jewish perspective, um, there's still a conversation about whether or not uh, polygamy is acceptable or not, and and just looking out. Um, doing a little bit of research. And so let's talk about from... Uh, it kind of seems like a just because you can, should you? Mm-hmm. It seems like that might be some of the conversation with that. Yeah, and that might be back to uh, prescriptive versus descriptive. Is, sure. is God describing, hey, when you do this, these are the things you got to not... Because of the conflict that will come about, I mean, I can't imagine what that conflict is like. Well, I mean, they've got entire TV shows dedicated to that now, right? Sister Wives or whatever. Mm -hmm. I can't say I've ever seen an episode, but I think their premise of them is based around the drama that arises from having these complex households. Yeah. I mean... Just think of like a college dorm room and you throw in a guy like, ugh. I was thinking of that this weekend with Shondaya's sleepover, like five girls. When it was just the girls, perfect. Had a great time. All got along. Soon as one guy got thrown in the mix, it was like this little catty comments about, I'm like, oh. Really? Yeah. Intriguing. Hmm. So. Hmm. <laughs> I'm guessing it's a lot like that. <laughs> Makes sense. So from a Christian standpoint, obviously, there's a couple of passages that come to mind immediately. First uh, Timothy 3, an overseer, overseer then must be above reproach, the husband of one wife, temperate, prudent, respectable, uh, hospitable, able to teach. Uh, Titus 1, um, I left you in Crete that you would set in order what remains and appoint elders in every city as I directed you, namely, if any man is above reproach, the husband of one wife. And so the practice of polygamy within the Roman culture, um, the Paul in particular was like, nope, that's not how we play. That doesn't work for us. Um, and I think that really comes out of, you know, Jesus, um, is approached about, um, divorce. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, in Matthew, 
Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. That's not where I want to be. Okay. So, um, Matthew 19, some Pharisees came to Jesus, testing him, asking him, is it lawful for a man to, to divorce his wife for any reason at all? Now, um, th- there was rabbinical t- teachings at that time, mm-hmm. uh, the house of uh, Hillel and the house of Shammai. A Shammai would actually say that, nope, divorce is not allowed, it's not something that we should be pursuing. Hillel said you could divorce somebody over burnt toast. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Jesus goes back to Genesis 2. He says, have, he answered them, Have you not read that he who created them from the beginning made them male and female? And... Um, and so they are no longer two, but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let no man separate. And that, and Jesus refers to this idea of one flesh. And I really think this is where the Christian idea that uh, monogamy is is what God um, is calling us to. Sure. <clears throat> Well, and Jesus says there, it's. I think he clarifies for us whether it's prescriptive or descriptive, because he says it's out of the hardness of your hearts that Moses, right? Mm-hmm. I forget the exact quote, but it's it's out of the hardness of because of the hardness of your hearts that Moses allowed you to do this, or God told Moses to let you do this. Yeah, and so I mean, that's so, descriptive of you're going to because you're doing this. This is the way. This is the manner that it'll be done. Not you should do this. Yeah. So, um, I I believe some people break the covenant long before um, someone goes to the courthouse mm-hmm. to get a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, if a husband is abusive to his wife, physically abusive to his wife, and threatens her and uh, makes her fearful for her life. I believe that he has broken the covenant, and so for the for for the wife to go to the court, um, like we need to protect people, mm-hmm. and so um, in that case, I'm actually for <laughs> divorce. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, when it comes. And, and and reality is that godly people have made poor choices, poor life choices, all the way through the scriptures and throughout human history. And so the fact that people will get divorced um, and remarry and uh, and maybe get divorced for, I don't know, less than biblical reasons, I, I guess I'll put it that way. I mean, burnt I'm, toast. We weren't there, right? Um, I wasn't there. You probably weren't there. Um, but the fact that people will get divorced and remarry and celebrate and worship Christ and live for him and, you know, like, I, mm-hmm. I just, I I think that happens. Mm. I think that happens. And um, I think, 
you know, we can, um, well, it seems, it seems to me that, that the way the American church has handled this conversation has been out of balance. That if someone within your church that's attending your church at the time gets divorced, that is, you know, no bueno, but we're quite all right with two people that were divorced outside while attending a, a different church and they come in and they want to get remarried to someone. Mm-hmm. We're like, all right, let's, let's, let's get this couple married. You know? And so sure. it's, um, the conversation seems to be a little out of balance and, I don't know. Yeah. All right. There you go. So multiple wives. That's a cultural, uh, something that we might have a problem with culturally with the story. We'd be like, what's going on there? All right. Second one, uh, Esau running off and marrying his cousin. Mm. And uh, Jacob being sent off to marry a cousin. You missed opportunity right there using a southern accent would have marrying his cousin. No. No, that would have made it sound legit. (laughs) (laughs) You guys. Oh, boy. Sorry for all of our southern listeners. Uh, We're just kidding. Stereotypes. It happens up in the north, too. (laughs) It was over in Castle Ford just as much. Oh. I couldn't Ex- help it. Explain, I couldn't help explain it. Explain it so that. Oh, that was my Hagerman's. That was my hometown's rival town, and you know, our, the joke there would be that you know Castle Ford's family tree was a single line, but was a nevertheless. Nevertheless, everybody's got everybody's town has. Everybody's got a town joke like that. I'm convinced. If you grew up in a small town, you have a joke like that for your rival town. Uh, <clears throat> if not multiple towns. So I didn't grow up in a small town and we still had that joke. So. Uh, see, okay, so everybody's everybody's got that joke about their somebody. Yep. But uh irregardless. If you didn't have a joke, you were the joke. Oh yikes. Ooh. Yikes. Uh in next week's uh footnotes we'll be repenting. <laughs> <laughs> The shortcoming might be this episode. <laughs> oh. oh boy! So um, okay, yeah, so, kissing cousins. So yeah. what about that? Um, there's so up until uh, Leviticus 18, there's actually no prohibition against uh, marrying uh, within the family. Okay, within tight circles, within um, <laughs> and there's so there's a reality that. When, uh, it, if we follow the biblical narrative, and, and at some point it started with two, even if you... Yeah, if you're, if you're going back, if we're going to read Genesis in a literal manner for sure, uh, then, you know... Adam and Eve. <laughs> Adam and Eve, and they had children, and then suddenly there was grandchildren. Seems a little sketch if you don't think about it. Yeah. Or it seems sketch if you do think about it. There you go. So at some point, um, yeah, unless God starts with four, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and not two. Even if he starts with two, cousins are suddenly in. Yeah. There has to be expansion somewhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, and and it, and I guess uh, I want to kind of equate this to uh, to breeding, dog breeding. Okay. Um. So. S- Jen's cracking up. I was holding it together. No, you weren't. <laughs> okay, so this is an analogy. I know. It's an analogy. I had that down. I don't. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm not saying that some people look like a dog. All right, so dog breeding. Dog, dog breeding. breeding. Dog breeding. Um, so in order to get... Um, a certain kind of a breed, <coughs> you, you got to stay within that breed, or you could, or you breed in, you breed out certain traits, and sure. and, and once you get, but that inbreeding eventually becomes problematic, and and actually can create new problems that weren't there. Sure, uh, Great Danes having really bad hips, yeah, I think is a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if, if you so you you can use that to a certain degree, but after so. After so much inbreeding, as it were, um, and you know, I'm sure some. someone out there has way more knowledge on this than I do. Need some genetic di- diversity. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, but in Leviticus 18, we are given a number of uh, laws on immoral relations, um, and so you know. You should not approach any blood relative of his to uncover nakedness. I'm the Lord. Uh, you should not uncover the nakedness of your father. That is the nakedness of your mother. She's your mother. You should not uncover her nakedness. You should not uncover the nakedness of your father's wife. It's your father's nakedness. The nakedness of your sister either, your father's daughter or your mother's daughter, whether born at home or born outside, their nakedness. You should not uncover the nakedness of your Son's daughter or your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter, their nakedness shall not be uncovered. Um, and it goes on and, and uh, includes cousins. The, <clears throat> All right. In this. And so um, this is the first time. And so we're, we're talking 2,000 years. No. Um. Six hundred. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, five six hundred years after Abraham. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. So there's a rough math. Half half a millennia after. Right. Okay. So twice as long as we've been a nation. Mm-hmm. If you want to put it into perspective. All right. There you go. So it was still okay. Culturally, was not taboo at that point. Was not. I'm pretty sure there's still parts of the world where it's not culturally taboo. Jokes aside. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. We've still got some of that in various cultures. I couldn't name one off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure that is still the case. 
It's one of those things that you, I don't want to do a Google search on. So. No, I, I don't either, really. And I don't want to just like name a culture that I kind of have in my brain because I don't know if it's true or not. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'll throw I'll throw Kentucky under the bus, but I won't actually throw a culture <laughs> under the bus. <laughs> oh, I'm kidding. I love the South. You guys are great down there. You have all the best food. Mm-hmm. And cheap housing. Apparently. Oh my gosh. I saw the cutest house. Yeah. Twenty two hundred square feet for two forty. What? Three bedrooms, two baths. Unbelievable. Completely redone. I was like Unbelievable. Gotta go. Peace. <laughs> hmm. They got pregnancies. They got care nets down there. They they need care nets in the south too. Mm-hmm. Just make it happen. Going on an adventure. <laughs> All right. So the states where you can marry your sister. Oh, no. Alabama, <laughs> Arizona, and Alaska. Apparently, if you're in a state. Well, we're saying there's no way we're going to Google search this. Rob was like, I'm on it. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not looking up countries. I'm looking up states. Alabama, Arizona. Arizona. One can only marry their sister if both parties are older than 65. Or if, if at okay. least one of them is infertile. Yep. Yep. Okay. No, okay. this actually. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. <clears throat> so basically, as long as you can't reproduce, you can marry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, insert. Was that deliverance? Ryan Reynolds, <clears throat> nevertheless. Arkansas makes sense. That that I it wasn't ex- Arkansas. Arkansas, Arizona, and Alaska. I thought it was Alabama. Alabama. Okay, Alabama. I mean, either way. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Woo! Yikes! It's a rough footnotes. <laughs> Man, we are showing our social bias. I, you know, I'll make jokes, but geez, Jen, that was harsh. <laughs> oh. Yikes! Oh, oh man. Uh, let's see here, Babel. Let's talk about Babel. Made a little bit of a connection there in the sermon about the ladder. We got this dream, Jacob. Uh, you know, you're gonna have weird dreams if you take a nap with your head on a rock. There you go. <clears throat> Angels are going to ascend and descend. Up and down, up and down on this Jacob's Ladder. And uh, yeah, so there is a bit of a connection there in the wording of, of Jacob's, the story of Jacob's Ladder, and also the wording of the Tower of Babel, the story back in Genesis, I believe it's Genesis 11 off the top of my head. <clears throat> Fact check. You can check me on that. <clears throat> but I'm pretty sure it's Genesis 11. Uh, so, the connection here, um, this is coming off of a off of a Foreman video. Was I right? You were right. All right, boom. Boom goes the dynamite. All right, Logan. Score one for the home team. Uh, so, off of a Rabbi Foreman video, 
Uh, and actually, he was clued in on this connection. This is kind of cool. We'll, ma- we'll mention this. Clued in on this connection because his daughter found it. Uh, oh. they, were on a, they were on a little road trip going to the Grand Canyon or something like that. And, uh, and he uh, made this connection. <clears throat> They're on this journey. Mm-hmm. Journey of discovery. To the Grand Canyon. The Grand Canyon. And they're, they're jabbering and they're studying the Torah, as you do on a road trip. I thought that was adorable. I'm pretty <laughs> sure she was like 16, maybe. Uh, that, I could be making that up. Um, That's awesome. But uh, I'm pretty sure that is what's going on there. Uh, so the, the concept here, the connection, is <clears throat> we've got these two... Uh, structures that are reaching into the heavens. Uh, when it's uh, with the story of Babel, you've got this tower that begins on the ground and reaches into the heavens, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and the the if we remember back to this story, the idea for the tower was that they would make a name for themselves. Right. You know, let's build this tower to make a name for ourselves. And we had a couple of other options, like maybe they were trying to protect themselves from another giant flood or, you know, other stuff. You can go back and listen to that footnotes episode where we ramble about that. But one of the big things, specifically in the text, is we're going to make a name for ourselves. And then God says, absolutely not, and shuts that whole project down. It grinds it to a halt. It's like work on a freeway. (laughs) You're just like, there's nobody. Nope, nothing's happening. This is government work. This is ge- this is government work at its finest. Uh, in fact, this might be the beginnings of bureaucracy. In fact, uh, everybody's speaking a different language. Uh, the, sorry, that form doesn't match our form, so therefore nothing can happen. Um, you heard it here first, folks. The Tower of Babel, original bureaucracy, um, government at its finest. Ron Swanson would be so proud. Uh, so, but God, God stops this because they're they're trying to make a name for themselves. Uh, when we look at the, this Jacob's ladder, there's there's these things in the text that cue us in to making this connection a little bit, which is which is fantastic. There's it's such a good connection. Um, it kind of blew my mind the first time I heard about this. Uh, and this 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 ladder reaches from the heavens to earth mm-hmm. okay so, so it's kind of and the angels are going up and down right and we're it, it's what what is the purpose is it just cool imagery in the story right what's what's going on with this with this ladder what is god what's the purpose what's the significance of this ladder in the dream um and also in the dream uh god says that jacob's people he confirms with this blessing jacob's people are going to be like the dust of the earth mm-hmm. right <clears throat> affirming the covenant with Abraham. So we have this uh, we have this ladder, and we've got this affirmation that the the people are going to be like the dust of the earth. Um, and just to kind of jump connections here a little bit, uh, what we see here is maybe perhaps in the same way that the people of the Tower of Babel were trying to make a name for themselves, God is using this ladder as a depiction of there's this, he is going to try to make a name for himself because it's not just stuff going up into the heavens. It's ascending and descending. Right. Right. Uh, and so you, you've got the, the angels going up and down, etc. Et uh, and so it's this, perhaps God is using this ladder as imagery of 
bringing the heavens to earth, connecting to the earth. And we're like, okay, well, how is he going to do that? Well, it's in the words that he says to Jacob. Your pe- your children are going to be like the dust of the earth, right? Mm-hmm. And reaffirming Abraham's, the covenant, right? That you would be a blessing to all nations. Right. Okay, so the 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 way, the ladder, if you will, the actual ladder is God's people, Jacob, and all of his descendants mm-hmm. are God's ladder. God is going to use these as an example that when they walk out, uh, when they live their lives in a manner that is depicting who their God is, it is uh, a conduit, if you will, from the peoples of the earth to the heavens and vice versa. Right. <clears throat> Through that, and this is this is once again living out that seed that and we kind of know like once you hear this you're like, "Oh, that kind of makes sense mm-hmm. because we're familiar with this or or we're familiar enough with the concept, I would hope at this point of this blessing to all nations." Right. That God's people would be this blessing. And that thus, as God's people, now we've been grafted in as a bunch of Gentile goyim, right? You know, uh, pig eaters or whatever, who love our bacon, but uh, get to follow Jesus nevertheless. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory. Uh, (laughs) uh, You know, we've been grafted in for better or for worse, I guess. Uh, But we're, so we're now a part of this. We're now part of this nation of priests that is going to be a blessing to all nations. And that, that this is the imagery that we get with with Jacob and the ladder there. Fascinating. Um, and we'll actually see. There's a little bit. <clears throat> there's a little bit more with this story. Um, that we'll see coming back around. <laughs> there's a little hint. Uh, we'll see the. We'll see this come back around in two weeks. I think no, three weeks. Three weeks from now. Two weeks from now. Three weeks from now. Something like that. Uh, I think it's the last week actually. Yeah probably where that this will wrap up the last week of uh, the series. Um, so three Sundays, two Sundays from now on the third, I, whatever. Um, so we're, we're going to see this kind of come back into play mm-hmm. a little bit of what's going on in this story that is reflected later in the story again. And we see angels show up again. And this is just a lot of foreshadowing for everybody. So go read your stories and see if you can find it first. If you want to, if not, just wait and we'll get there. Uh, no, go read it. Get a get I a mean, good start. You should, because that would be the cool thing to do. Yeah, do it. But and you're cool. We'll get there. You just might not catch it. Because I don't know if we're gonna point it out or not. Who who can tell? Who can know? We'll get there. We'll talk about it. We just might not point it out. Uh, so go read your text. Oh man. Putting out the uh, putting the putting the call hard on people here on footnotes this week. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. I like that. Uh, so yeah, that's the uh, that's the Jacob's ladder, Tower of Babel, uh, Tower of Bureaucracy uh, connection. I like that a lot. Uh, so that's that's what's going on there with those. That's the the kind of the the quick explanation of the connection there. Um, if you're interested in that, go dig into the go dig into those two stories a little bit. The connections it's pretty easy to find them yeah. now that you know what to look for to a degree. Uh, look at some of the some of the way things are worded, uh, some of the imagery there. 
and uh, you can go go pull that up. It'll be really good. Yeah. <clears throat> so that uh, that about does it for this episode of Footnotes, in which we didn't realize we would be making that many jokes about Kentucky. We apologize again, or just the South in general. We apologize again. Also, Alaska. What on earth? Arizona. What? Arizona technically still in the South, not just the Southwest. So yeah. I, I don't I don't know. It's I find it very very interesting. Yeah. What are you guys all thinking? I thought we were in the backwoods up here. Oh well. Absolutely. Never not. nevertheless. But you know, cultural norms are fun. Let's just enjoy them for what they are or abnorms, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh and we'll uh we'll be back again. We're not done talking about wives. In fact, uh we get to talk about wives a whole lot more. Uh, Rob kind of pointed this out. We got the story of Jacob and his wives this next week, and then more wife drama the week after that. Like, there's just all sorts of all sorts of wifey wifey drama. This is why you should only have one. I think that's the lesson. That's the real lesson to be taken away from this entire series. Yeah, one wife is more than enough. <laughs> all right, with that. We'll be at you again next week with another episode of Footnotes. Until then, enjoy your Bibles. Have a good week, guys. Bye. You've been listening to Footnotes on the Mission Ridge podcast. For more information about Mission Ridge, please visit our website at missionridge.church. Thanks for tuning in. We hope the rest of your week is straight up hashtag blessed and that you'll join us again next week for more Footnotes.